Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Trash Talk with TK. In this episode, we had a conversation with Jack Fritz, producer at 94 WIP of the Evening Show, and Andrew Porter, uh, the digital the digital guy here. He handles uh, all the website stuff, also a host at WIP. We are supposed to just talk about the Sixers, but it turned into a much more wide-ranging conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Here's TK, Jack, and Porter. All right, now we're going to talk to uh, Andrew Porter and Jackie Pucks, Jack Fritz, talk a little Sixers basketball. What's up, guys? So we were just coming in as guests, like you did the have you been doing a podcast to start? Well, I'm going to fill in around oh, this okay. interview. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to fill in around it. Uh, gonna, I'll do a lead-in afterwards, and um, it'll all sound natural in the end. Obviously, I'll have to cut this part out. Why? I mean, I'll just leave it. Who cares? This is this is Radio Gold. And this we is. Got, this is great. We got the Sixers. Thanks for are, adjusting my uh, mic there, Jack. Is it your mic? I don't know. I don't know whose mic it is. It does look a little overmodulated, but we'll figure it well, out. One of those mics comes I usually wear headphones. Low. Well, but, sometimes it goes like way high, and I, I don't want to blow out the listener's ear. We only have two microphones, so uh, that's out. why it's a we're little more Sixers blowout Talk party. to the microphone, Porter. Come on. So I, I, it, we're, sharing, we're sharing a mic, and it's shaped like I a know. penis, so it it's is. very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is TK. This is the Trash Talk Podcast. That's so right. We can talk about penises on this one. Yeah. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, we're going to talk about the Sixers. What do you guys... Uh, well, I need to have Jack on to talk about his quote-unquote son... Markel Fultz, and I can only imagine how annoying he was the other night during that Sixers game. Markel Fultz, um, what scores his first couple baskets? How excited were you? How annoying were you uh, during that game? Well, I wasn't. No one knew what I was doing, so like I obviously wasn't on the air. I was just behind the glass. But Julio was trying to have a serious conversation about something. I'm not sure what it was because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, he told me you weren't paying. And attention. I was just jumping up and down, screaming. Bartrid came in when he when he hit the hezzy pull up, Jimbo. And he did that. I was melting. And then Bartrick came in, picked me up off the ground. We hugged. I don't know what I don't know what Julio was talking about. He tried to bring me on to talk about it. And I was like, I, I Joe, I'm being honest here. I don't know what you were talking well, about. Well, I mean, that's a real pressure pack shot up twenty five late in the fourth quarter. He's, he's got the clutch gene, TK. He, it's clear. We'll see if he can do it in the playoffs or do it in a close game. I mean, I thought I thought he was all right. I think that his his outing was a little overhyped. By some people, yeah, it was it was a little bit overhyped, but um, it was it was certainly nice to look. We're allowed to overhype it, like I, I get Sixers fans. It's like you have two categories: Sixers, the process fans, and then like everyone else. So like the process fans are allowed to overhype it because we're so it's like Markel's back, Markel, Ben, Joel. Like just to see him on the court is is awesome. Like whatever, you can hug and kiss whoever you want. It's amazing. This is this is what we've been waiting for. But if you're like being serious and you're an actual analyst and you're analyzing his game like he was fine he made it he he, he turned the ball over a few times he got a shot blocked a couple of times made a ridiculous layup he's not shooting threes he's clearly still mentally messed up so we'll see we'll see what happens in other words the Sixers probably 
still made a pretty big mistake by trading up the one to go get him. No, right? that's that's a ridiculous right? take. That's a crazy take. I don't know if it is. I, I would I He's would 19. looking back you on it, I would much rather it, have just sat there took, and drafted Jason Tatum. It, Jason Tatum isn't good, man. What are you talking about? He's not good. He's had a really good year. We're talking about sixty five yes. games though. Like it took Kawhi Leonard four years to average twenty points. It took Jimmy Butler four years to average twenty points a game. Like it takes a while. These kids are nineteen. You know, Steph didn't peak till he was twenty seven. So like let's 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 chill. Well, at least they were on the floor for their rookie season. Who cares? And Simmons wasn't, and Bede wasn't. They're, well, that was injury related. Whatever that was the different. reason, though, Not, you got to give the guy some time. Well, I mean, I I hope so. I just I think people you are getting trust a the little, process. Tom. I trust the pro- it doesn't process. Doesn't sound like it. I am a process guy. I'm part of this. You no, know, I like to get under Jack's skin a little bit. Me? I think I'm handling this pretty well. You I, are I'm actually handling bl- you're, you're preoccupied. On the blatant, your phone, you obviously don't care on about the blatant this slander all. that I've been taking. No, I love Marco Fultz. I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be a CJ McCollum-ish light kind of player. In the, he's gonna be able to get you a bucket when you need a bucket. Light, light. Yeah, you should you, you should want better than that yeah, if you're the number one pick in the draft. Like, CJ McCollum light. I won't be happy with that I at all. I meant to say a CJ McCollum Brad Beal light. Bradley Beal mixture. I think that's what he's gonna be. And I'm not gonna go overboard on his on his first game. I was happy he was out there. I was happy he hit the jumper in the second half. But like he got a shot blocked five times. Every time he tried to turn or do a little spin move in the in the lane, guys are standing right there. And I'm worried about in the playoffs. Because once the playoffs come around, they're going to be scouting that entire thing. He's not going to be able to get a spin move on. You got to admit the the praise he was getting for that assist to Ilyasova when well, he, he spun and the defender was right there dude, was, and he just like had to dish it off and he, be like, oh, what a great find. He had eight assists and it was the most misleading eight assists I've ever seen in my entire life. They were hitting these shots. That's what it was. I mean, he won. He just gave to Covington for a three. I mean, four out of five times Covington misses that shot. They had a hundred. So <laughs> you know that was kind of lucky right there. I don't know why I came on this podcast. <laughs> this blatant slam against my sons this was the whole this was the whole point of you coming on the podcast um but as seriously looking at the sixers going forward how far do you guys think they can go and do you honestly believe Fultz can play a, a contributing role in the post this is the best question in sports today is how far can the sixers go and no. yeah, thanks for asking that no question. Problem. That I've is never heard it before, that sure. is the best question in sports today, and the answer is they can win the NBA championship because you the the qualifier here is how far can they go? Okay, they can how win far, the NBA. Cha- how far do you there, expect them realistically? There are five teams that can realistically win the Eastern Conference: Cleveland, Boston, Toronto, Philly, and Washington. Miami, Milwaukee, and Indiana have no shot. The Sixers are one of five teams that can win the East, and in my opinion, in my opinion, they are the best team in the Eastern Conference when they play their best. Now, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's a, it's a it's sports. You don't know injuries, foul trouble, whatever, shooting, a lot of factors. Um, I think the path is they beat Indiana in the first round. They beat Boston in round two. They get Cleveland in Philly for an Eastern Conference final series. So that, that's kind of how I say it. I do think you got to get to that three seed so you get Boston in the second round so you don't have to play either Toronto. Well, to, you don't have to play Toronto um, because they can beat Boston. There's no doubt in my mind they can beat Boston. Love is out with a concussion, by the way, so that is another injury for Kevin Love. So this 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 three seed is going to be wrapped up way before April 6th. I'm dead serious. They're going to win five in a row. They're going to be 48 and 30. I was saying this to John the Johnson schedule. last night at the Phillies roundtable, which was tr- tremendous, by the way. Um, hey, thanks. Yeah. Shit. The, well, the only uh, uh, sure, I don't care. Uh, the only, it's trash talk. Uh, yeah, it's trash. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. You didn't. Hear, you must not. This is a very vulgar podcast. Um, the only poor part of the the 
roundtable was the the final couple minutes of the hour when Jack <laughs> the rapid fire questions. Ask, ask questions. Some say the most important part of the hour. <laughs> but um, we're just trying to ruffle everyone's feathers. But I still, I still think until I see otherwise, I still have trouble believing anybody's going to beat LeBron in the playoffs in the East. No, that's a fair take. And and here's the thing with the Sixers is we're all high on them. They have they haven't lost at home since what like 2015. Um, they're still not a great road team. I mean, no matter no matter like we're two two weeks removed from them blowing a, a lead against the Bucks on the road. Uh, yeah, but no, that's not that wasn't their team. That wasn't their end of the mic. That wasn't their current team. Like that was a team without Marco Bellinelli, without Arsene Elisova. They were. It was like their first week. Maybe. Well, anyway, that brings up the. I saw your tweet this morning yeah. about how dramatically Sorry the team has gotten off. better since. <laughs> Uh, Jared Bayless. Went oh, Jared Bayless is horrible. An that was the last time we spoke, the three of us, on air yeah. together. TK was right. He was the worst thing that ever happened to the Sixers. He was. <laughs> he was horrible. He was playing 40 minutes a night in October. And he's terrible. You still have to pay him $11 million next year. Seriously? Yeah. There's no way you can get out of any of well, that? Well, I mean, you'd have to trade a draft pick or an asset along with him to get from out from under that contract. So you're that team now. You've completely switched over to you're the team attaching the assets instead of yeah. taking on the bad players. Yeah, I mean, it's the only really bad contract they have. I mean, I think I think Amir's been playing better than Rashawn. Oh, better than uh, Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, I mean, Amir Johnson's okay. You're yeah. wrong on that take, Who, me? Yeah. Well, how? A- Amir's good. Amir's a solid Rashawn backup. Rashawn Holmes center. doesn't get enough. I still think he should be nah, playing Rashawn Holmes more. sucks. He's not going to be in the NBA in two years. He's done. Uh, no, I he's dis- I, I disagree. Amir Johnson will be in the NBA in two well, years. Well, he's 33, but no, Rashawn he's Holmes. Only like 20. Oh, 30? How, by the way, that makes me feel so old that I'm 31 and Amir Johnson's 30. He looks like he's 50 years old. Nah, he's a good he's a good backup center. Anyway, uh, Cleveland, but to, to Jack's bad point on how good Cleveland is and your point on how LeBron's going to win, like they just lost but to, to Miami by 20. Like the Sixers don't lose to anybody by 20. Well, did the Sixers ever get blown out? But I'm just saying, like Cleveland gets blown out by teams. They're clearly an inconsistent team. That they're not. They're LeBron. They're LeBron. when LeBron wants to get hot and dominate games, they win. Otherwise, that Jordan Clarkson. Are you kidding me? Ben Simmons is going to run right through that guy. He doesn't even try. But Does LeBron, he even play basketball? He's terrible. LeBron is. LeBron is. You know. I'm sick of one that. Of the best ever, though. He doesn't lose in the playoffs in the East. I agree. I think LeBron. LeBron's the best player ever. I mean, you can make that case. I, I'm not saying that, but he's he's still. You can't win with one player in the NBA, and if Kevin Love's hurt, I mean, forget it. That team's done without Kevin Love. He has no. He, he has one other All Star. It's it's his worst team in eight years. The Sixers are just better. They cool. just have more talent. They are. I I'm not have... scared to say it. I'm a homer. Da, da, da. Jack's, is, homer. Jack's laughing. I'm not a homer. I I really am not a homer. The ones who say they're I, not homers are homers. I, I do I'm have not a, a homer. I do I'm not a, a homer. I, I'm a Sixers homer because they're good. I'm right. That doesn't make me a homer. I do have a hot take on that Cavs heat game I was down on the Eagles. They, I was they, wrong. Yeah. Well, we all were. Me and me and Jack were the most vocal Nick Foles haters in this city. and We look like idiots exactly. a couple Never weeks happened. later. Never happened. <laughs> Thank God we didn't do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> we would have just added old takes exposed, and they would have been like, all right, these guys are trash. No, but the, with LeBron last night, the Heat, I mean, I think LeBron threw that game. He's trying to make D-Wade look good. He's trying to make D-Wade look Why? good. Why does he home. care? He doesn't need the game. He, did, did, okay, he, the Heat are a playoff team. Why would he just throw a game? D-Wade rejected him twice. When could that ever happen? It was from behind. In, in 2007. Wait, Wade's a great shot blocker for nah, a guard. Nah. 
He, LeBron, he helped off because he knows LeBron's not going to pass it because he sucks. Night. He was trying to. He was. He well, was they were in South Beach. I mean, you know yeah. what they were doing. He was, the night yeah, he was throwing Dwayne a bone. That's what I think. Oh uh, yeah, here you go. Here you can win the game. Yeah, oh. that's what I think happened. Not supposed to do it that take. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, this is what we do. Marco Fultz. You also teams. asked about Marco Fultz going forward into the playoffs. I think it's a legitimate question that we can say, like, would, who would you rather getting backup point guard minutes, T.J. McConnell or Markel Fultz? I think that's a legitimate conversation because Markel's not shooting three, so they're kind of the same player in that they they don't space the floor. Um, I think T.J.'s more reliable in terms of, like, controlling the ball and playing point guard. Markel's clearly more athletic and helps them in transition, so it's an interesting conversation. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I guess they're going to figure that out going forward, but... I don't know that you can, you know, TJ's been playing great for them off the bench. I feel like TJ hasn't been as good the last couple weeks, though. You're right. You know, I feel like he hasn't been as good the last couple weeks. A few more stupid turnovers. Just, I don't know, doesn't seem to be playing as well. He's been quieter. He hasn't been as aggressive, but. um, Maybe part of it is because they aren't asking him to do it. He's not going to run into players like a baby deer. And this is not like an anti Fultz take, but he's just young. He's young and he's learning. He literally moves like a deer, like a like a baby Bambi. He does. Like he's, he, it's he, weird. He, you can see how raw he's the most. I said this yesterday. He's the most raw, naturally gifted, smooth player I've ever seen. Like he's clearly got all the talent in the world, but like his body, he just doesn't know what to do with his body yet. But he's also pretty smooth at the same time. He doesn't look like he's running. He looks like he's gliding. Like all the no, time, he's just like being pushed by a, a, a force behind. And you him. know what's annoying is someone's gonna have to say, "Well, he's like lazy. Like he doesn't look like he cares about being out there." It's like. What does that even mean? Just because he moves different, like Harden, they probably said the same thing about Harden, Wade. and he's a and he's a killer. Yeah. So uh, I do trust. I if, right now, now we'll see. The, the great thing is that we have nine games to decide if Markel Fultz is good enough to play in the playoffs. If I had to decide right now, I'm not putting him ahead of TJ in the rotation. Like I think Markel adds a dimension to this team, and I would actually rather him cut into Bellinelli's minutes. But the problem is you have to play him with Simmons a little. The problem the problem would be you have to play him with Simmons a little more. So um, that's like, can, can you play him with Simmons? I, I don't think like that's going to gonna happen. I would right. like to see him play with Simmons a little bit. But he can't shoot right now, so that's just like. Yeah, that's too shooting. Yeah, but yeah, but they already right. do TJ. And they do. So that's I agree with Tom. I want to see it because I want to see if it works because if they can just get back cuts working. But and- TJ will hit and make an open three. I don't think Markel will even attempt an open three. It, oh, is, it, is it completely absurd to think that they could just win out? With the schedule they have left, oh no, no, no! Like how ridiculous would that they're be? They're going they just to win. win out. They had their next five are New York, Atlanta, Charlotte. Uh, I don't know two other ba- uh, the the Nets. I mean, they play nobody. Then they play the only tough games are, are home against Cleveland, home against Milwaukee, which is the last game of the season. So. And Milwaukee's not even playing well right no, now. Milwaukee's I watched a little good. bit of their game last they night against the Clippers. Could. They very well can win out. Um, they'll I, lose. They'll lose a game though because that's. I mean, it's hard to win fourteen in a row in the NBA, but they they very well could do it. I feel like they played the Hornets like every other night for the last month. Yeah, they have played the Hornets a lot because their first half of the schedule was so front loaded. They had all their Western teams in the front half, and then they get the Hawks four times, the Hornets four times, the Nets four times in the back end, and this is what happened. So people are like, "Oh, the schedule's easy." Well, they fought through a really tough schedule early. And my last question for you guys: uh, How how dumb to the non-process trusters look at this point? Um, the fact that the Sixers are having their most successful season in over a decade—it's just it, to not to not understand the process is just so stupid of people. Like it's the simplest thing ever, right? You freaking lose for a couple years. 
acquire top talent, get rid of all your cap space so you can sign these free agents, you know, trade for draft picks. It was the easiest thing to understand, and yes, people wouldn't get it. People just overreacted to the fact that they tried to lose for three years. They had been negligent for the last decade, and no one paid attention. The Sixers were dormant. No one gave a crap. They did this, finally they did this, an innovative thing that no one ever did in the NBA. Actually, they did, but not to the extent that the Sixers did. And and people all of a sudden freaked out like this morally wrong thing, even though no one gave a crap about the Sixers until they did the process. Like to not like you're an imbecile if you don't understand what the process was. If you if if you don't really enjoy this now over what you're watching before, and you still are complaining about those three years, just get over it. Like you were wrong. Enjoy this. I don't want you even cheering for this team. You shouldn't be allowed to cheer for the Sixers, in my opinion, if you didn't trust the process. But that's just me. Well, that's the point. The the point about it is. The people who just don't understand it, which is remarkable to me, that there are people who I know they're smart people, they're intelligent people, but just don't un- don't understand the way the league works and don't understand the point it's of it. It's not even the league; it's, it's the it's sports right. in general. I mean, like Royals, Penguins, Blackhawks. I mean, any team: Astros, uh, Spurs, Sixers. I mean, Warriors. The only way to win is to get high draft picks and get young talent. It's like so; it's the most obvious thing in sports history. So. The the irony is the irony in all of this is the the anti process people were mad because the Sixers were quote unquote trying to lose games, but they were in reality they were trying to win an NBA championship. That's the irony in the whole thing. The only way to win an NBA championship was to lose games in the sh- in the short term, and and people like I'll say Howard Eskin or whatever these these. Stephen A. Smith, they're they're just impatient when it comes to sports, and they think like the fan is owed winning because it's like we pay money, we owed we're owed winning games. A fan isn't owed that. A fan is owed the franchise try their best to win a championship, and there you've eighteen teams in the NBA that just that just try to stay afloat. They keep their job, and Hinky wasn't like that. He was like, I'm going to try to win. If I lose my job because of it, I'll sacrifice myself. Whatever. I'm just going to try to win, and you got to respect that. And now here they are, and the process works, and like. And the point is, what were you missing out on? Yeah, anyway. and I and I get why. Look, Jody Mack, Glenn Mack, now Howard, Angelo, Stephen A., Bill Simmons, on and on and on. I get why they're not going to be all in on the process now because all we're doing in sports media is we want to be right. Like that's more fun than anything else. So like they want to be right, and like they can't enjoy it because their heart's not in it. It's opposite for us because because of them, we're all in. Like our heart's well, in it. So they wanted to be right too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they want to be right. They still do. That's why they can't enjoy it. When the Sixers were 0 and 2, Glenn was saying, "Oh yeah, and Jack, yeah. how's that process working yeah. out for you?" And we're like, "They're two games." And just wait so when now. when you know Simmons misses a week with a hamstring or something. Just wait, you'll see Howard's tweet. Like, oh, you know what, what is he, whatever he's saying. He was talking about Porzingis forever. Porzingis hasn't played 50 games in his. Porzingis is hurt every year. So like I, I don't I don't understand. Speaking it's, speaking of Howard, good for a guy that's never coming over. Dario's I mean, for a guy who's not never going to play an NBA game, he's doing pretty well. I wouldn't trade him for prime Michael Jordan. That's I saw your tweet on that. That's so ridiculous. Why? It's irrational, but I love him. I want him though. I want him with what? my guys. I want to win with my guys. I want to win with Dario. For Michael Jordan in his prime. No, it's not fun. Who cares? What do you mean it's not get, fun. Who wants to win with Michael Jordan? <laughs> it's stupid. He's the villain. Dario's our hero. <laughs> I don't even. I'm know not gonna do that. Far. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just don't understand. Like, why was there ever an argument for Dario never coming over? Like, that was so stupid. Because if you looked at it, 
The guy had said on draft night, I'll be here in two years. And then he came over in two years and was like, oh, my God, this guy actually came over? Like, what are we talking about? He was always coming over. There was never a debate. Well, Howard reported that he wasn't, so that gained a lot of traction. Well, he just he said he wasn't because he was forfeiting millions of dollars. Ponzi by, scheme. Right. <laughs> <in the Sixers laughs> Scam hinky. Uh, and I'll, I'll say, I've said it before, but like while everyone was talking about how the Sixers were building a losing culture, they were actually building a, a program of winning with Brett Brown and the hiring of Brett Brown is the most underrated part of the process and him building this thing from the ground up, staying with it. Uh, you don't get 43 wins at this point uh, without Brett Brown and having that system instilled. Like You don't just throw a P.J. Carlissimo with a, to Kevin Durant at the two guard and trying to make that work. You need to have a an actual stable system, and even though TK hates Brett Brown, I, uh, I like Brett Brown. But if you have the opportunity to go out and get a guy like Mark Jackson, I think you might. Like I would. Ki- I will kill you. <laughs> I will, I'm, I'm joking. I will I'm joking, legit joking. kill. Like Mark Jackson <laughs> is such a bad coach. Mark Jackson is such a bad. He's the only person that could hold back the Warriors. Well, he'll he'll be calling the Eastern Conference Finals if the Sixers get there. Brett's the man. Like Brett Brown is. When it's all said and done, he'll have about four championships, maybe six. He'll be one of the greatest coaches in in sports history, um, and that's going to happen. I like Brett Brown, but I do get annoyed as somebody who works in the newsroom to have to cut up his two-minute-long droning answers all the time. It's very hard oh. to pick a spot to start and stop when he goes on and he answers one question about how did how was your defense tonight, and he goes on for three minutes. Do you think Markel answers uh, those questions tonight? No. Do you think he's silent? I think he. Oh, he's got to be a little more mature. Too, oh, I think he should boycott the media. If I was him, I would. Boycott I would stand media. there in silence, just like your boy Chip Kelly. Yep. Not really care what the media does. Exactly, because the media is a bunch of scums. <laughs> You're in the media. I know. We're all in the media. I guess. I'm not no, in the. No, we're not. Real I'm not, media I'm not suckers though. I don't need a Markel quote to write about Markel. I can just watch him and write about him. I don't need a. Yeah, uh, I played hard and uh, it was a good game. Well, I know. I p- see why people would that. care about the injury, but. That's yeah, but like he's not, obviously wasn't hurt. Yeah, well, I mean that's the, well. If he came out and just explained it, this is all no John way. Johnson's fault. That's basically what we're yeah. saying. Oh my this god, this is all John Johnson. Don't do fault. that. <laughs> Don't do that. Jack and John Johnson are in a feud. A little inner yeah. WIP feud. Yeah, 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 they're in a feud. Yeah, in he feud. came out of nowhere and and got all triggered and all offended that I was that I just didn't care that he didn't answer questions and like put assumptions in my in my head that I was anti-media for some reason and try to play it you off. Are, Jack seems to get in these feuds like a lot. For some reason. Who I'm else o- were you in a feud with? Well, he doesn't realize that like it's not worth it anymore. Like, yeah. Weren't you in a feud with oh, Kevin Cooney? Is oh, me and, me and Kevin Cooney do not talk. <laughs> About Freddie Calvis, right? Yeah, well, he was just, right. the only, he, supposedly Kevin Cooney hates me. And the only reason he hates me is because I completely destroyed him in a Freddie Calvis argument. And that's the only the only explanation I could possibly see. We are, I'll say we, but I, I am anti-media. I think you are too, but I, I am 100% anti-media. The media in America, especially sports media, is 90% of the problem. Like, they're a bunch of idiots, and, like, they start all of this stuff. The whole, the whole, can we talk about this for a second? The whole NCAA, the coach who, the the, the reporter's a woman, and he, and he asked, what, what was that whole thing? What was the guy's name? And, and the NCAA, and Leonard, Leonard, Leonard Hamilton. Hamilton. Like, of course they didn't lose because they didn't fail. Why is everyone in a pit? Oh, like, no, I'm going to defend the media here Oh, for my a God. Well, 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 it was a perfectly legitimate question. It was, it was eight seconds. seconds. We were watching the game together. No, they should have failed. the first thing 
you said to me is why are they fouling? No, they should have fouled. They're, you're right, they should have fouled. But, like, why does the media need him to say, like, we should have fouled? Like, of course they should have fouled. It's not why they lost the game, but, like, what do you want from them? They, they should have fouled. Well, like, it okay, ended. We'll answer <clears> the question and the don't be a jerk about it when it's a legitimate question. Jesus. He Leonard Hamilton handled himself horribly. Yeah. It could have been. Like, I think I think he was wrong. And is this, is this true? I, I just couldn't get past this because he doesn't look that old. Leonard Hamilton is 70 years old? Oh, yeah, he's old. How is that? How is that? He looks like he's a, like a forty-five-year-old man. Yeah, he's old. No, he's old. That's he's crazy been around to me. But yeah, no, I think I, I think he was. Fine, fine. You're right. Fine. Maybe that was a bad example, but I just think the media handles some things really poorly and uneducated in manner. And so, and it's just like, I don't know. It's just weak. It's just so weak. It's I think weak. it's by I, the book. It's so it's so cycled. It's, it's, People need to step out of their box sometimes and like, just be honest. The, well, the, the, uh, I just think that people sometimes need to answer the questions without being patronizing. But why can't they be uh, patronized? Like, why does the media get so offended if like Chip Kelly's arrogant in a news conference? Like, they're why, just trying to do their job. But who cares? Like, it's funny. Like, it doesn't matter. It's a dumb question. The Eagles reporters ask the dumbest questions ever. It's like these guys are idiots. Some of the questions they ask. The, the the questions are horrible. I can't even give you examples, but like, listen to it. <laughs> the questions I are horrible. So, I can give you zero. They're examples. so bad. They're like, oh, Doug, uh, why'd you uh, call the, the Philly special right there? Like, it's just the dumbest questions, man. Sometimes the questions are horrible. No one. Uh, look, I think a lot of problem. Uh, oh, this is a big rant. I got on my soapbox here, but I think man. the problem is a lot of the people in the media they don't play the sport that they're covering, and that's a big problem. I think personally. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased. But like, who am Andrew Porter talking Eagles football? What the heck do I? I don't I don't I don't pretend to know about offensive line play. I never played football, but some people do. I, I played football. I, I don't think I know a lot more than anybody else. <laughs> what level? Time. High school. I was a starting middle linebacker. Well, that's I know good. Probably, uh, no, that's impressive. I can't believe what, that. What was their What was your coach thinking, DK? I, we, You're not a middle. Our linebacker. team was three and nine. Well, I think there's a reason you know, behind that. Uh, we, we had a lot of seniors who had just graduated. So there are a lot of spots open. My only problem with the media in this city is that they ran Sam Hankey out of town because, uh, yeah, because we know we know we know because he wouldn't he that. wouldn't give them quotes, and that's that's the only it's reason. Seen, is it, it, they wrote they wrote stupid hit pieces about Sam Hankey. I will never get over it because I I miss Sam and what he did here is going to go down in a statue at the Wells Fargo Center. Hopefully one day. Most of the media does a good job. I like the media. There's some people who I have problems with, but <laughs> most of them work at NJ.com. Yeah, you, you both are incredibly anti-media. I, think. I like I. I'm sticking up for my media brethren. No, I thought I thought Dana Jacobson did her job. I think it was perfectly fine for the reporters to ask Mark a fault about the injury. It's just that I don't care what the answer is. Like we all we all knew we all knew what happened with Markel Fultz. I, I, people who don't understand what Mar- happened with Markel Fultz to be like, well, well, tell us what's wrong with your shoulder. It was never the shoulder. He had a mental problem. He had anxiety. We well, can just say I don't want to talk about it instead of standing there like a like a like a child. He's nineteen. He's asking a child. for a towel. I don't think you can diagnose him with anxiety though. That's a little bit unfair. I think he had a mental well, problem. Brian Windhorst did the that. Same thing. Brian yeah. Windhorst said that on ESPN. That what? He had anxiety. Really? But I didn't know Brian That's Windhorst report. knew anything about anybody except for LeBron James. Right. So I don't know where his. Yeah, his I mean, look. Some media from. people are really good. Some some are really bad. But usually, the, like the louder the voice, the worse they are. Because like Stephen A. Smith is just you know yelling and he's irresponsible, and you know you have a lot of guys like that. So that's yeah. kind of what I hate. Okay. But like guys like Andrew Porter, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. All right.
Great takes. Uh, what is it? Trash you, talk. Give, give out your handle. Nah, they can find for the, it. Just for search. Five people just Google me. You'll find it. Yeah, it's not even worth it. Yeah, it's not uh, worth it. Google me. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for us. Uh, That's it. I want to talk this. more. What else can yeah, we talk well, about? We talk, you guys want to talk about the Phillies? That's Jack's expertise. Uh, Jack, Jack's like Jack's had enough. Jack, Jack needs to move on. Eighty-eight wins. Things, I think. No, the Phillies media is okay, but they're they're doing better now that I'm here. Uh, to to oh spread God. more truth about this team, and oh it's good God. they have someone that plays baseball that understands the sport. And uh, Matt Klemtak was. Oh, you want to talk? Yeah, you want to. Should we talk about whether Jack's going to throw 82 miles per hour at this Reading Phillies game? Not going to happen. Jack's throwing out the first pitch at a Reading Phillies game. What's the date of this? May 16th. May 16th. Well, it'll be Facebook uh, Live. Yeah. Porter will be there. What's the, so the bets? What you can throw 82? Yeah, 82. Not happening. No, hey, no chance in hell. Stars. Yeah. It's going to be pathetic. It's going to be really Why is it going to be pathetic? I'm two years removed from throwing 82. <laughs> Seeing anybody on the mound, please wear a full Reading Phillies uniform. You can't uniform throw the first pitch full speed. We're setting it up to where it's not. It's like the first pitch also I needed to throw 82 to fulfill this bet. The best Who's thing- catching? One of their players. I don't One know. One of their players. It's going to be I'm a mascot. Him, I'm bri- <laughs> I will kill that mascot if I have to throw 82. I don't <laughs> care. There's going to be no uh, gun. Like there's going to be a, 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 there's a radar gun. There's they a stadium gun. A gun. They have a stadium gun. Yeah, they're going to turn I mean, on for you. They're going to have to. That's the, isn't that the whole point of this bit? Right. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, because because me and Jillio have a bet that I can throw 82. So I got to build up the arm strength. I'm t- I'm two summers removed from sitting 82 to 84. Oh, so you have two till summer. you still have May 16th to throw 82. Yeah. How fast did you throw in college? I mean, how did you throw college? Well, 82 to 84. Oh, so you could do it. He's not he's not doing it. There's Why can't no he way. do it? Why? Because that's that's you know, not it? that easy to just come back off not throing for two years. Well, he's a co- he played in college. 82 is not that hard if you played in college. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. He's going to go out there. It's like saying Jody Kimer can't hit 38 foul shots. People are like, oh, my God, that's so hard. Like 30 Foul hours. shots are so much different than throwing a baseball 80-plus miles per hour. 82. It's not that much. 82 is How pretty... fast do you think you could throw a baseball? <laughs> like I don't know. I could probably throw 65, set, Six, like 68. 60. I don't know. That's what I'm I saying. I haven't thrown Look, a baseball in years. But you could r- automatically get to 60. He's a college pitcher. He just has to get to 82. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, it doesn't even I have to be accurate. Um, I don't have to be accurate. That's the key. I can just throw it as hard as I can. What's going to happen is you're going to go out there. You're going to wind up. You're going to try throwing as hard as you can, and you're going to uh, pull, your, tear your rotator. That's cut. fine. If I hit 82, that's all I care about. So what if I can't have a catch with my kids as an adult? Whatever. It doesn't matter because this one time Are when I was 24. It's relatively short-sighted. Are you going to test this pre before? Yeah. Well, me and Bartra are starting to throw around. Oh, yeah. That'll help. Yeah. That, that'll help big time. I just needed someone that can catch me, and he can catch me. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Listen, I, listen, listen. Pressure makes diamonds. Uh, pressure makes diamonds. Tough times don't last. That. Tough people do. I'm just going to throw out all the cliches. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I'll come around. I'll come around. It'll be okay. And really, I just hope it's funny. That's all I care about. And the actually, the last thing I wanted to talk about on my podcast. Oh, the Phillies are winning 84 games. 84 games? I have 83. Okay. I think, but, you know. 84. 84. Uh, Hoskins has 35 homers. Uh Michael Franco has a nice bounce back here. Aaron uh, Aaron Altair becomes an All Star, of course. That's been my brand for a while. Uh, Aaron Nola is a top five NL Cy Young winner. Well, then now I have eighty over eighty four. Well, no, there's a lot of things. I, ga- I think I think I'll if, say this. what's going to be interesting with this team is Gabe Kapler with all the guys they have on their bench right now. He's going to make a ton of in game changes. I could see two double switches per game. Um, Love it. I don't think Santana will play nine innings like 
barely at all. Reese Hoskins is not going to hit 35 home runs. That's my hot take is he's under 25 home runs. He kind of wow. comes down. Yeah. It's a pessimistic. It's fine. Pessimistic opinion. It's fine. Tw- 25 home runs. Um, Scott Kingery will be a, a success, a two, 275 hitter. Um, they'll win 84 games, 85 games. But it's, but Reese Hoskins is not hitting forty home runs, thirty five home runs. I think he'll hit. I think he'll hit like thirty five. I'm just saying that the Reese Hoskins twenty five home run take is worse than the I wouldn't trade Dario didn't, for a prime. Didn't MVP. Tommy Joseph hit like twenty five home runs? Yeah, my, my, Michael Fra- Michael Franco at twenty four last year. Michael Franco is all right. A fine, twenty eight. He'll hit twenty eight. Thirty. Thirty. Reese thirty. His over under is twenty eight point five. And I was good. I was okay. Twenty eight point five. That's what I say. It's a good number. So 80, not 35. 83, 84, 84, 85. I don't really know. But who none of us have them in the playoffs. Okay. No. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think cares, they can make right? the playoffs. Or who cares? Yeah, like, no. Right. I mean, like, people project, like, oh, who's how many wins are the Phillies going to have? It's a fun game to play. But, like, who really? Ah, 88, 82. Like, I don't know. And the last thing 162 freaking games. Who the hell is going to guess the number? The last thing I was going to talk about, I was going to do this as a rant by myself. But with you guys here, I might as well just get yeah, your just guys' thoughts it. on it. Um, this, 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 this freaking Marlins man. Look, this guy. This Marlins man, I can't stand this guy, man. This, I miss this, this dude. He's in a big dispute with Derek Jeter now. About yeah. He thinks he deserves preferential treatment from the Marlins. He is a clown. He needs to go away. Go away. I, I'm tired of seeing this guy at every sporting event flashing a stupid Marlins jersey. Okay. He thinks he's some kind of big shot. He thinks he's some kind of big shot. He deserves preferential treatment from the Marlins. He is nothing but a clown who wants attention. He get he he. He has all this money, so he thinks he's somebody special. He brings these hot girls to the games. He's obviously just paying them to go there with him. So, right. it, it, he, I mean, he's uh, he's just a joke. Well, he the, the story— uh, I, I, I had more, but I'm, I'm a little flustered now. It makes me so angry. The story is is that he walked into Derek Jeter's office. This way he, he portrayed it because he's a pathological liar. I don't know if you heard him on part of my take, but he was— he's a, I didn't, I oh didn't my hear God. that It's one. hilarious, by the way. So, uh, But he walks in, and he said he dropped a $200,000 check on his table, and Derek Jeter ripped it up and threw it away. Is how he portrayed it, because because the, he wasn't he offended that Derek Jeter didn't know who he was. Right, he said, who, "Do you know who I am?" To Derek Jeter, and Derek Jeter's <sighs> like, "No, I don't know who you are." But the the season tickets that he's like the, that he was trying to buy for two hundred thousand dollars are actually worth three hundred thousand dollars. So he's trying to get a major discount, and he's mad that the Marlins said no. And then he's trying to turn his whole thing like his whole thing is pay it forward, and his whole thing is about the troops. And all this stuff, and he, he makes up this whole thing about how he's all for the troops, and like the Mar- he tries to say the Marlins don't care about the troops or the first responders. Like the guy, the guy is a he's cancer. A, he's a fraud. That's he's only about himself. He's, he's all about himself. So, so he, he tries and his brand that, that way. In that way, I thought you might like him because he's kind of Jack esque in a way. <laughs> Thanks, promoting man. his brand. I really appreciate that. <laughs> sorry, the love. sorry. Uh, the, without all the troops. But stuff. but he uh, so so he he refuses to go to Indians games anymore. Because he tries to say that uh, the the fans are mean to him one time again wasn't true. If you look at Indians games, you can't see behind home plate. There's no there's no camera behind home plate, so he's not on TV the whole time. That's the only reason he will never go to an Indians game again. I would love him to come to a Phillies game. I would boo him mercilessly. We'll go. That'll that'll be yeah, a, that'll, that'll be a TK bit. Be, yeah, that'll be trash talk in the flesh. We'll go and we'll okay. boo. We'll record a remote episode of trash. We talk will. We, I at will, the Phillies game. We will boo. Oh, we'll, we'll kill him. We'll, we'll, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No, we will not. <laughs> we will not kill anybody. Talk Let me cheek. just be you can clear that. about that. Listen, you bring you bring a bad boy on the, on the <laughs> Trash Talk podcast. That's a, that's a problematic comment. Can't be saying stuff like that in 2018, Jack, even if it is jo- in a joking manner. Yeah, I, think I got nothing on that. That's all we got. All right. Oh, well, well, I do got this. I, got this. I just got word that 
Kevin Durant was on Bill Simmons' podcast, and he heavily praised the Sixers. So uh, when is that. he a free agent again after this season? No, we're not talking about that. We're well, just, we're I just am. impressed. I'm, no, no. We don't, don't, yeah, want don't want them want, guys. Uh, you don't want to add any good we're players. Not, we're we're not, not adding. Those guys are talking about how these Sixers are the better than them. We don't need them. Also, sign El- LeBron, trade for Kawhi. No, we don't want LeBron. Also, Elton Brand was in the studio today. Did you guys see that picture? I heard that. Man, I heard legend. he was. With the legend. How tall is he? 6'10 or something. He feels he, he looked taller than he was. Good guy. Okay. Basketball icon. Uh, yeah. Alan Brand. Wait, he, he, is he a coach with the 87? GM. GM. He's doing big Are things. Are they changing the name? He might replace Brian Colangelo one day. They changed it to the Blue Coats. Oh, they did change it. Yeah, Blue Coats. I thought I saw that. Yeah, Delaware 87ers Blue was a stupid He name. also told me Furcon's a beast. Mm, beast. Furcon. Furcon's not, a beast. Are you guys nuts? Oh, let's bet. Hot take machine. What do you want to say? Furcon, TLC, all those guys. I'm not a fan of them. Furcon and TLC, you put in the same category? Yeah. They're similar. similar no. Players. Yeah, they dude. They are basically the same guy. They're drafted at like the same point in the draft, same kind of player. No, please. Furkan's, Furkan's more of a shooter. Furkan's way better offensively. Are, no. Way better offensively. Neither of them are going to be anything in the NBA. Real oh, my, Furkan will be an NBA starting player. No way. You're crazy. You're snickered. <laughs> crazy, crazy. You He's can't like, shoot? I like Justin Anderson better than both of them. I like Justin Anderson, Anderson. but you guys are way down on Furkan Korkmaz. Furkan Korkmaz will be an NBA starting player. I guarantee it sometime in the future. He's 19 years old. TLC is like 22 and he can't dribble. And I like TLC, but he's he's just not. He's a he's a role player. Furkan is a stud. He's six seven. He can shoot. He's crafty. He can pass. He can handle. He's Where have athletic. You seen all this video, YouTube, <laughs> Elton Brand. I talk to people. Against what kind Highlights. of competition? Warm-ups. You can just watch the guy shoot. Ask Mark Zumoff. I ask around. I'm telling you, the guy can play. I don't want to talk about my sources, but I talked to Mark Zumoff. I talked to Alton Brand. Zoo. I talked to some people. He can play basketball. I'm telling you. I'm, he can play basketball. He's very, he's very good. He's a very good player. I'm not, I don't know. I'm he's not very good. He's in their future plans. No. Yes, they're gonna he get, is. They're going to sign LeBron, and then they're going to bring in all the LeBron. ring chasers. All the ring chasers are coming to Philly. All the Furkan Korkmaz is is bad. He he looks like Stauskas out there. Oh, that's oh I hate Stauskas. Oh, he looks God, just like the, he's just hate. like Stauskas. He's a fine this? shooter. He's, he's, when he's yeah, but you're Porter's, over here saying he's starting. He's done with this podcast. I talk to people, dude. I know more about basketball than those people. Oh my you're God, wrong. Give me give me your Korkmaz take again. He's he's like he's a maybe a ninth man on the bench. He's a he's a glorified Nick Stauskas. He's said. glorified Nick Stauskas. I, he's got to be better than Stauskas. How do you, how does Stauskas. how do you think that you how do you have no foresight? Like he's you think he's a finished product? He's nineteen. He moves weird. Watch him. Watch him. He moves weird. Stauskas moves weird. He moves. Weird. Fultz moves weird though. No, he doesn't. He moves like he moves like a, you see where he's coming. He's moving. Fultz moves so weird. You you just said earlier like he in moves and B moves, moves weird. B doesn't move weird. He's seven two. Yeah, he run, he runs like an oaf. You run like an oaf. dude. Four. Uh, I don't get. The, I don't. I'll never understand the Furcon Quirkmas thing. All right. All right. Well, that's how we'll end it talking about Furcon Quirkmas. That's what the people want. That's why they're here. All right. <laughs> And that's the show for today. Fun conversation with Andrew and Jack. Thanks to them for coming on. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more of me, I'll be on the air this weekend, Saturday into Sunday on 94 WIP from 2 to 6 a.m. I'll talk to you next time. See you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.